Night Warriors, colon, Dark Stalker's Revenge, released March 21st, 1997. We're really in it now. Really scraping the bottom of the barrel for fighting game animes. I'm Dylan Vento. And I'm Alex Damrath. And this is Attract Mode. Darkstalkers, Alex. Also, welcome mm-hmm. back, Alex. Let's start there. Hi. Yeah. Alex is here. Uh, I am. Nick isn't. Surprise. Because Nick got COVID. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Nick. Unfortunately. Uh, it seems to be a light infection. He uh, is triple vaxxed, fortunately, but uh, we wish him the best. We wish him a get well soon or, uh, depending on how it went, a rest in peace uh, Nick Mendel. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, speedy recovery. He's, he seems to be doing okay, but he's he is yeah. rough. Uh, yeah, he says his voice is not in audio recording shape. So. Right. So I, I stepped in. I took one for the team, took a bullet to the yeah. chest. An, a an silver anime, bullet. A, anime fighting game, anime-shaped bullet. <laughs> uh, Boy... What a bullet it was. I now understand every single one of Nick's feelings towards this podcast. <laughs> this was a rough one. I even admit that I, this is a rough one. I have had the pleasure of being picky and choosy about what uh, forms of entertainment I get to experience for the purposes of being a guest on this show. And and this time I did not. And nope. I could see what it does to a man. <laughs> <laughs> Eats away at them. Eats away at their soul. Yeah. Uh, wow. Much like Donovan Bain. No. Um, <laughs> so Darkstalkers, Alex, you have any familiarity? I'm not a fighting game guy, as I'm sure people might know if they've listened to our other podcasts. Yeah, um, we've, we've had more, this discussion. Yeah, you're more so the fighting game guy. How deep am. into the Capcom back catalog have you gone? Not, Not this deep. No. I, I yeah I, I believe we mentioned it somewhere during our our joint viewing our joint but separate viewing uh, that I have played one of these Darkstalkers games and I have played Marvel versus Capcom and that is where my familiarity kind of ends. Okay, uh, so no final fight, no no uh, final fight. Saturday Night Slam Masters. Excuse me. What Saturday are you, are you Night just, Slam like, Masters. Dylan, stop making up video games. Okay, I'll stop making up video games. <laughs> right after I once I say one more time, Saturday Night Slam Masters. <laughs> uh, God, this. I, I mean, this part of this roster is iconic, quote unquote. Um, you see Morrigan everywhere in yeah. Capcom art books and and mm-hmm. fan arts and whatnot. She's 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 been around. She's been a part of the Capcom. Oh, she's mask. been around. Uh, she's been around uh, of the Capcom mascot parade uh, I, to a lesser but similarly recognizable degree. Felicia, the cat yes. lady. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to say the Zhang Chi lady. Uh, I, 
ironically, all three of these, I believe, have made it into Marvel versus Capcom. So I think that's kind of where their recognizability sort of extended beyond the scope of this uh, smaller, this lesser known of Capcom's fighting game titles. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have a ton of familiarity with these people or their story. Well, aren't you glad you watched this then, Alex? I feel like I am still not very familiar with these people or their story. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to imagine a lot of this was created whole cloth for this. Like, I'm sure some of it is video game backstory, but uh, those those and those windscreens don't leave a lot of uh, room for embellishment, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and we haven't quite gotten to the point of like, Mortal Kombat 10, or was it yes. X? Uh, X, X or, is 10. I yeah. think it was 9 they started with, where they like retold right. the first three games. And, and even like uh, Guilty Gear, the new Guilty Gear does this, but just like, you know, full cutscenes between like arcade story missions and whatnot to, to like really sell what's happening and not just feed it to you in like visual novel style wall of dialogue sure. in, yeah. in, a, in a JPEG. Uh, I. Which uh, nobody ever read. Someone who edited a Wikipedia article 20 years after those games came out, they, they read them, but nobody yeah. else did. Uh, <laughs> Ironically, this dovetails rather nicely to the recent uh, kind of, uh, not announcement, but kind of extended preview of Street Fighter Six because I even heard rumblings, you know, comparing Street Fighter Six to these past Mortal Kombat games uh these past few and being like more uh, street fighter is severely lacking in the kind of narrative work that mortal Kombat has been achieving right right so uh back in the good old days of of the mid to late 90s you had to make do with a vhs copy of night warriors colon the dark stalkers an ova production uh distributed by viz media Yes, uh, <laughs> a proud purveyor of of anime, oh, even yeah. to this day. Um, so yeah, so Night Stalkers, or Night Stalkers, Night Warriors: Colon Dark Stalkers Revenge is also the name of the video game. Right, like, Dark Dark Stalkers is the franchise. This is technically the second game in that. I was going to say I, I could sort of pick up on the fact that this was a, like an in between the sequel thing to sort of yes. give you what happened story-wise between these games uh okay okay you don't think it's just a retelling of two because that's that's the read i got i maybe oh just you know what that might make more sense given that they killed the final boss spoilers yes, yes. uh <laughs> spoilers for a over 20 year old uh arcade <laughs> anime fighting game yeah. yes <laughs> so this thing is way longer than it needs to be it is almost three hours long it's a four-part ova which we've done before like we've done like three or four part like series and this is like four 40 minute episodes and man they just drag like the first two i was like you know trucking along all right and then by that third one i was like this this could have been an email we i don't need i don't i don't need all this information (laughs) um and then the fifth one, it feels like it's both really long and really short because I feel like by the time they get to the final confrontation, it just wraps everything up just super quick, just all neat with yeah. a bow. And like all of these kind of... And it feels like half the things that happened didn't need to happen. Right. But 
and they like set up all these side plots that never resolve. I uh, guess they will be in Darkstalkers three. I guess. How many Darkstalkers did they make? I, I definitely more than two. Okay. Um. So because it's so long, and we don't want to make this a goddamn four-hour podcast, like uh, we will be kind <laughs> of cherry picking how uh you know what we what we cover um there's a lot of ridiculousness obviously it's a fucking fighting game anime so that's kind of inevitable Mm -hmm. um and it's yeah we just we just we just got to go into it um right i i want to before we do i do want to want to say one quick thing uh, I have a question for you, only because this has never come up before, but I assume that you have to have some passing familiarity doing this podcast as long as you have. You know what an OVA is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I don't... I know it's not a movie. I know an OVA is te- is like a, an original video animation is what it's called, and it's usually right. like a, a multi-part like animated thing. I, I was aiming toward it like being what we would sort of call in the West a pilot. Um, okay yeah of of just like you know a if this were to be a series here is all of the things we could accomplish here is the characters the bombastic action the nudity uh (laughs) all the hits yeah uh, like like an ova is to anime what a pilot is to like a sitcom it's it's a a big bombastic like let's let's pull out all the stops and try and make sure that we uh show off our greatest strengths that we could have in a series like this. And and so this does play the hits. This, well, this, this doesn't feel like series. a pilot in the sense that like, okay, right. now we it's have over more very we quickly. Yeah. yeah. It's like they tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes OVAs do that and sometimes they, they, they don't, but a lot of the time they're, they are meant to be like jumping off points. Right. Can can we pitch this to studios or, or production companies and see if they'll pick it up as a full thing? Interesting. Uh, I don't think none... this was one yeah. of those cases, like I would you also say, s- but... Yeah. I would also say none of the video game ones that we've seen, none of the video game OVAs seem like pitches. Well, maybe the Fire Emblem one. The Fire Emblem one definitely is like an intro, but that is one of like a dozen or so that we've seen maybe less. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I, I would think that the video game ones maybe have less of a chance and, and therefore aren't trying to, but yeah, never know. But maybe yeah, someone but at Capcom really was hoping for a full fledged dark stalkers series. Sure. To save um, it. But <laughs> that's, that's why we include them because they are, they tell a complete arc. They are not a TV show. Like it's why we 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 cover them in the podcast and not, you know, the Castlevania anime or you know the Witcher show or the Mario Brothers Super Show because those are just too long. Also, I think Hard Drive already did a Mario Brothers Super Show watch along podcast. So that's pretty good. Um, it does mean that we're never going to be doing the uh, the Mortal Kombat cartoon, and that makes me sad. What a shame! What yeah. a shame! Oh well. All right, so let's get into this. Dark Stalkers, universe of dark Dark Stalkers. This, like I said, this is a four part OVA. Uh, dark Stalkers uh, does not it? care what time is. It is. It does not give a shit what year it is. This is. It it's is like all a, of the years. <laughs> it is a time nexus. It's where all points, past and future and present, meet. Because in the course of this series, I saw knights. Medieval Knights. I saw mm-hmm. French Musketeers. 
Mm-hmm. I saw... Uh, um, Got a medieval castle in the middle of modern-day London, just right. sitting in the Thames. Was with, with zeppelins and yep. like steam trains there is like horse and buggies right next to like early 20th century motor cars mm-hmm. uh and it switches like cultural influences like at some point it feels like you know uh peasant england uh like something out of my monty python and then the next second it is like chinese dynasty uh which we concluded China. was a flashback Sure, but it's still but like, it was like a the com- one time that we were like, okay, we're pretty sure this one's a flashback, <laughs> right? But like, it's a flashback, but also like they do they show parts of that area in present day, and it's still heavily Asian inspired, right? Yeah. Um. So there's no sense of like relativism in locale or anything. It's it's all over the place. There's like a central city, but they never give it a name, so it never has like this sense of presence in the story but they keep going back to it but then they'll cut to other I, places i had just assumed it was london because we've got a zombie punk rocker with a guitar that has like the union jack on it or no he's got like a patch on his pants yeah his that, pants have a union, the union jack. jack on it yeah. yeah um they never clarify where he is i don't think he's in the main city no i guess not well okay yeah, maybe, because I, I don't know, like, Felicia's with him at one point, or Felicity, yeah. uh, and then, like, she's not um, for, like, Wait, the rest right. of this. It's, it's Felicia. It is Felicia? Okay, cool. I, I suddenly caught myself, like, oh, no. Um, what if it's been Felicity this whole time? Uh, he, she's with him, and then she yeah. isn't. Yes. And uh, she travels a lot because she has like a personal train or like is part of like sure. a traveling circus, I think. That, or that's she's some sort is. of yeah. some sort of performer, so she gets to move around a lot. Uh it's all confusing. If you're a fan of Night Stalkers, you know who these characters are. If you're not, we'll get into them. All right, so the so the big kind of setup in the first part is so they kind of go into what dark stalkers are um, because dark stalkers are like an entity, like a classification within this universe. They're monster people, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I want to make sure I got that right. Cause we got zombie guy, cat girl, vampire guy, uh, succubus lady. You got a mummy. You got a Frankenstein's mummy. monster. Right. You got a creature of the Black Lagoon. All the this is the dark universe. Finally. Right. Universal's <laughs> own Universal wishes this was the dark universe. <laughs> it's had more than one media property. <laughs> so the dark they they're they're interchangeably called dark stalkers or dark ones or dark creatures, uh, but the politically correct term <laughs> Is dark, Acor- is dark stalkers is dark stalkers according to hands down the best line in the whole thing <laughs> the zombie character uh who, what's lord his raptor. name lord, lord raptor. raptor i looked I, it up because i was like who is this guy he is great <laughs> his i wish his name was better i feel like his name doesn't sell uh I don't think any character. of their names really sell him i guess uh, not but like um, yeah he's he's lord raptor yes um and but the the main conflict in this first episode is uh, but so they so they set up the who the dark stalkers are and that like the general public don't trust dark stalkers they kind of have this kind of monster you know classic monster movie like we'll hunt and kill the dark stalkers they bring nothing but like you know pain right. and woe whenever wherever they go 
There's um, there's literally a scene where uh, uh, Lord Raptor and Felicia um, fight against Catholicism. Yes, uh, yes, both literally <laughs> and figuratively. They they <laughs> they propose the question: What if Catholics had flamethrowers? How would that how would that shake uh, out? The answer is not well for the Catholics. Turns yeah, apparently. out apparently. Um, but in in uh the first conflict we see is between uh this character lord dimitri maximoff right and uh kind of the residents of the demon world because not only are there dark creatures on earth or in the human world there is like a separate realm where demons reside and you think it's like oh it's like a parallel to hell or something and it's like no it's just kind of like this stodgy plane of existence where it everything is just kind of ruled by uh, faction like like factionization and infighting between like ruling nobles it's just this really weird depiction but apparently i i assume this happened in the first game that um the rest of the demon world banded together and banished dimitri uh who is i guess best described as a vampire though they never really give him yeah kind of a classification but he's clearly a vampire because like the well, first he bites thing the neck and sucks yeah. blood a few times and yeah yeah he so, uh probably s- sleeps in a coffin um oh yeah he does yeah his, he, he hits all the marks yeah yeah uh they they banish him and his castle out of the demon world they literally like split off his castle and like the floating rock it resides on they just cleave it from that plane and then it falls to earth and just falls to the middle of the main city (laughs) that the story takes place in and so in the middle of the city there's just like a giant stalagmite piercing the middle of the town with a castle residing upon it um everyone's just cool with this uh, I mean, they're not. Uh, but okay, they're not. But uh, <laughs> they can't what are they do anything do? about it. <laughs> and they describe uh, Dimitri as the most powerful creature, like on Earth. Right. I I uh, want to say he was probably the final boss of the last game. That just yes. makes sense to say, even if I don't know for sure. And now he, they probably made him a playable character. Uh, yeah, your your M Bison type, if you will. Um. So his goal is to return to the demon world. Uh and and reclaim it and be its its you know take over it uh as its ruler usurp the 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 nobles that reside there so and he they shoots guns at the sky <laughs> he does literally he sh- knocks on heaven's door yep mm-hmm. uh and and man what what emerges from heaven itself but uh morrigan who has a last name i'm sure yeah she's they they like she's of she's of house <laughs> blah 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 and it doesn't matter she's of demon nobility and it is here to answer his call uh with fists and kicks and mm-hmm. other various forms of attack they have a battle on top of a led Ze- of, of a zeppelin about to yes. say led zeppelin because i feel like this yeah. uh like most fighting games from this anime fighting games from this era probably had like a lot of rock and roll influence going yeah, I mean, on lord raptor alone is you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they fight on the Zeppelin and they're like, they're, you know, going at it, duking it out. 
and then just in the middle of this fight a bunch of shit happens like people like the nobles from the spirit world or the demon world i keep calling it the spirit world because it heavily reminds me of the avatar spirit world um the the people from the demon world are like riding hot air balloons and dragons and shit <laughs> like like these chinese style dragons that are like Which, slithering through the what, air what a what a dichotomy uh it's, frankly like it, what, what kind of demon do you have to be to get stuck with the hot air balloon <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a pecking order you see yeah. <laughs> uh i thought you meant more so a dichotomy going back to like the art directors of this game could not decide a theme to save their lives oh no There's that makes sense G- the given this team. entire the nature of this entire game g- given the nature of all anime fighting games the the whole the theme is there is no theme sure uh, they're, they're based that's that's been it since, the, since time immemorial <laughs> uh the fight is then interrupted by a new challenger uh what robots <laughs> What if we added robots to the mix here? And uh, I'm I'm going to start this rant now because I can. But I caught several moments during this where in dialogue, the spoken word of this film, uh, these OVAs, they, they do call the robots Dogu, which is design wise what these things are they resemble what are traditionally called dogu or ancient prehistoric japanese carvings of people Mm. uh if you search dogu d-o-g-u on google you will see things that look a lot like these robots and then in the the subs the subtitles for this ova um they are referred to as huitzel which is a mexican like like mesoamerican term from, from like ancient you know, Aztec or, or Mayan folklore. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, that was getting me very frustrated. <laughs> because at, like at first I was like, okay, so clearly they were meant to be called Dogu because that's what they resemble and that's what the Japanese characters are saying in Japanese. Uh, why did we go with Huitzel? And then like at the end of this, they show that like the robots are all emerging from like ancient Mayan temples. I'm like, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> yeah. It's so <laughs> it's so weird what is happening. It just adds like another layer of like needless confusion. It's like, it's... what if they were ancient robots <laughs> created by some pre-existing power to watch over the earth? And like you said, they look like these statues from uh Japan. But they resided in Latin America for some they reason. Come from Latin America, actually. Like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. Dark Darkstalkers, Night Warriors, whatever you are. God damn it! It's interesting that there's a a inspiration, like a, a clear inspiration here, because if you were to look at these robots, you could also. I, I saw a lot of parallels between this and like the uh, the Ancient Guardians in Breath of the Wild. And yeah. those designs, and so I, I guess they share this same inspiration of these. There's, there's a Pokemon that resembles it, uh, like Golurk, I think. Uh, mm. Like, like the Dogu have appeared in a lot of Japanese media because they are very intrinsically tied to Japanese culture. Um, there's an enemy type in Okami that looks exactly like them. So, got yeah. it. Um, so the Hootzil, as they are referred to in the uh, subtitles. Um, 
just intercede in this battle and seem to be trying to take out all of the dark stalkers uh, at the same time. And that's kind of, it kind of just ends the battle there. Right. <laughs> like it just kind of breaks it up. found a new common enemy. Yeah. Uh, but like they fight them for a little bit and then stop. Right. And then Morrigan goes back to the demon world and Dimitri goes back to his castle and that just kind of ends the conflict. It's like, well, I guess we're done now. Yeah, it's like, well, we got three more episodes, <laughs> so we have to focus on other stuff. Yeah, um, let's bide our time. We'll come back and fight later. There's speaking robots of, speaking of other stuff, uh-huh. uh, let's talk about Donovan. Yeah, let's. Uh, I- this kind of crosses over both the first and second episodes, so we'll just kind of mix it up here. Yeah. Um, I, we don't even have to differentiate when episodes yeah. happen. This just yeah. all of this blurs together like a big mess in a pot. So. Um, Donovan Bain is his mm-hmm. name. Uh, looks like a monk, like a Buddhist monk. He is a Buddhist monk if a Buddhist monk were a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character. That's yes, he's got very big earlobes. Um, he is a man filled with conflict, rife with it, and also filled with blood. Filled with blood. Two different kinds, apparently. That keeps getting out of his body, despite his best effort. (laughs) He is a man infected with the demon blood. Uh, So very Tekken-esque there. Um, And he is basically filled with internal conflict. And he kind of wanders the earth. They say his name probably three times in this. They mostly refer to him, and he refers to himself as a vampire hunter. And right. apparently, the name of this, the name of Dark Stalkers in Japan, is just called Vampire. Um, so I think it more closely sure. <laughs> ties to that. But yes, he is a vampire hunter in the loosest sense of the word, and he just kind of walks the earth finding dark stalkers to kill because he is he has to kill his own kind because he he hates himself he hates this despises his own blood his his duality this man and demon he will never rest and his internal conflict is so thickly laid on this ova and it's so boring (laughs) it's 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 not a compelling plot thread at all uh, I, I do have to stress for those out there who are familiar, uh, when I say this man is a JoJo character, uh, it it is shocking just how much of a JoJo character he is. He does the poses. He's, mm. He is constantly in weird poses. He is uh, always waxing poetic. He's also like the only character with that kind of facial structure that they give JoJo's characters, like the extremely sharp rigid nose cheekbones and like pointed jaw um he he is astoundingly out of place amidst <laughs> the rest of these character designs and it i i i desperately want to know how much of it was intentional i am sure it has to be but like i want i i, I want more context to this <laughs> yeah it's he also has a sword he has a giant sword that most of the time just does the job of attacking things by itself like he probably holds the sword like i assume he yeah 
he's controlling like he's te- it. Yeah, he's I telekinetically think. controlling it, I'm sure, but it's it's wild that like it's why does the sword even have a handle? It could just be a handleless blade and it would still do the job it needs to do because he just flings it at things and it just boomerangs around. Um so he uh kind of first shows up on the scene when a uh, 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 small village, kind of this, uh, mostly made up of just a church, uh, is visited upon by a group of traveling, kind of nomads, uh, seeking Performers? asylum. I think they are escaping. I think they said something. I okay. think I think they're escaping uh, their home that was attacked by dark stalkers. Right. And, and which there's is some kind of ill omen about a girl they're carrying. Yes being the reason that they keep getting attacked. And they find out that the girl is herself a dark stalker, or at the very least has supernatural powers, and they just the superstitious village people just jump to that conclusion and determine that she must be eliminated. And basically the entire town goes crazy. <laughs> right. They, they take their 20th century motor trucks and fill them with... flammable material and ram it into the church to blow it up the best plan possible (laughs) just light some hay on fire in the back of your truck and drive into a church and then they all start freaking out it's like look what she's done she's ruining everything it's like you all did this she did nothing like start this off by saying she's like minding her own business on the footsteps uh, uh on the steps to like a church and a child, having recently robbed this caravan, uh, walks up to her with a musket, points it at her, and was like, "You're not going to tell anyone about this, right?" And this child, like her whole her whole character, is that she is shy and depressed because bad things keep happening to her, and I guess she's probably lost her family because bad things keep happening to her. So she just doesn't say anything. She's quiet. She doesn't want to like take in the world right now. She just wants her doll. <laughs> Um, and this little asshole who can't be more than like 10 has already started his day by stealing a musket is now pointing it at a small girl then just like grabs her doll throws it into the mud and is like you pay attention to me when I'm threatening your life and she like goes grabs the doll or, or does something to like freak them out I think Maybe like telekinetically grabs it. I forget. Uh, she grabs it, and the the child holding the musket trips, and so the gun goes off. Okay, that's what happens. And she puts up a force field that catches the bullet and right, and it dissolves it. Effectively makes all of the kids realize, oh, she's a witch, and yeah. gets the entire town in a, in a frenzy over over this. Um, so yeah, bad things keep happening to this girl. Mostly seems like because other people keep doing bad shit to her uh it's just it's wild because they lay they they keep repeating the idea that regular humans are superstitious and distrustful or most of them are distrustful of dark stalkers and will like weed them out when they feel the need to but that never really comes to anything like it's not like the dark stalkers save the day and then all the townspeople are like, "Oh, we trust you now," or anything like that. It's just it's a, it's a it's an interesting piece of world building that never amounts to anything, right? And also, if the if this is anything to go by, the dark stalk the dark stalkers versus humans score is currently like ten and zero. 
<laughs> you yeah. you've done nothing to these monsters, and they yeah. keep murdering you by the dozen. I, yeah. I I don't see any reason to continue <laughs> this crusade. <laughs> and and car bombing this church really isn't you know improving your your metrics at all. Accomplished very little. <laughs> And so in, in, in the grand scheme of things, net negative for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the townspeople start freaking out and they like torch this town, even though they live there. And it, they're all just kind of driven mad by superstition. And then the, the priest of the church who first offered this little girl and the people she came with asylum decides like, I have, I have to kill this girl. I have to kill this girl. I have to kill this girl. <laughs> I can't I can't kill this girl. And he like throws the sword down that he's gonna stab her with. And then Donovan shows up, kind of from out of the out of the mists, and he's like, I know what to do. And he takes his giant oversized fucking Final Fantasy sword and just swings it at the girl and chops the head off her doll, and she gets mad. And, he, and he's Some like bullshit about trying to get her to feel emotion, right? Yeah, he's like, she's emotionless. Look at her dead eyes. I will make her think. I will fuck up her toy. I will make her feel, and and together we will heal as we travel across this land. And it's it, and it's very bizarre, very yeah, anime, right? Um, <laughs> not just so much saying, so much saying and not showing so much like I'm going to do one action and then I'm going to spend five minutes explaining why this was the right action to do. Right. Uh, so Donovan, the little girl whose name is Anita, uh, they team up and they kind of wander around together. Um, and Donovan continues to take bounties to defeat other dark stalkers. Meanwhile, we're introduced to another pair of characters, uh, you might need to help me on these pronunciations, uh, uh, Alex. Juan I, I, something. Oh, God. I, it's, I'll look it up now. It's H-S-I-E-N Co. So, Sin Co? I, th- I think it's it's Shin Co. Oh, my God. Hang on. Just 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 give me a second. Okay. I, I will get it. Uh, mess this up. I'm going to hold it against you forever. Uh, I think it's... I think it's Shin Shinko. Even if the H is beforehand, maybe. Like, cause like it's called like the Hisuian region, right? In the new Pokemon, the Shinko. It might be. You might be right. You might be right. Okay, um, we're gonna go with Hisenko. There's literally like no uh, <laughs> like pronunciation guide, guide here. <laughs> um, um, we're gonna go with that. Apparently, in Japan, she is called Lele. So yes, that that would have been easier. Uh, thanks, American localization team. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna go with Hisenko for now. Sure. If and her sister terribly off the mark, please let us know. Uh, yes, and her sister Mei Ling. Um, they also are much easier. They are they are two kind of bounty hunters. You know, hunters of of the dark ones too. Um, dark stalkers, part, please. Part Excuse of like me, a dark stalkers faction that is trying to prove to humans that they are worthwhile to keep around <laughs> by killing like, other people in their faction. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, Kill, killing bad monsters essentially. Well, that's the thing, it, right? Like they use dark stalkers as a general term for basically like demons and evil creatures. Like at some point, like these two like fight giant spiders that are like clearly killing people. Yeah, but also dark stalkers is a term used 
to describe like these specific characters. You know what I mean? Like it's right. confusing that they apply to both because like you you want to think like oh all dark stalkers are like you know sentient sapient sapient beings that like you can't just go around murdering them. And um, and yeah, these these spiders were also but, yeah. you know, they were going to eat, like, a couple of people, so. Well, they already killed them in that scene, so they might as well just oh, let them they? at that point. Yeah, they just straight up they eviscerated. they got there just in time. No, they oh. just, they fucking murdered all those people. Oh, no. Okay, well, uh, better luck next time, Sinko, and your, and Mailing. So, uh, Mailing and Hisinko, their sisters, their weird gimmick is that Hisinko is a vampire. Right. She like turned into a vampire because we see flashbacks where she's not a vampire. So at some point she succumbs to vampirism. And then Mei Ling's thing is she can turn into a piece of paper. Right. What? I I don't know. This is like the Wonder (laughs) Twins where one of them can transform into anything and the other one can just turn into water. (laughs) Shape of a piece of paper. (laughs) <laughs> like one of them got real screwed out of this i i i want to say there's there's reason to this i i just don't know what it is i i well, do she know turns it, in she that, turns it to the paper and then she always attaches herself to like the front of right the other Which, sisters in, in chinese folklore shang chi are like often d- depicted with this piece of paper on their forehead supposedly a, a talisman to like keep them under control um and so i wonder what exactly determined that her sister needs to be this piece of paper but like uh i guess it just completes the look for the most part yeah yeah it's all about yeah it's all about the fit yeah so it's confusing they're basically fighting uh or i mean they're basically rival bounty hunters right like they are Mm -hmm. this is your boba fett to your Give me, give me another bounty hunter that's in that scene. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, your your IG eighty eight or Bosk uh, or, or yeah, Boss. Thank you. That's the one. Bosk is good. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy? There's, then there's the guy wrapped in toilet paper. Um, and <laughs> they, uh, uh, so so they are basically like going up against Donovan and Anita for like the same bounties. Right. And they're like trying to get, but but Donovan's thing. So so Mei Ling and Hisenko, they want money because they need to live and survive and like pay for all their like room and board. Whereas Donovan does not kill these things for money. Donovan's not like other bounty hunters. <laughs> He's not really, in it for the money. Really fucking up the business here. Where, where's yeah. the solidarity? <laughs> um. <laughs> They basically both go and are conscripted to kill this demon armor. Um, that is another character in the game, uh, Bishamon. Um, right. So it's like this this de- demonic armor that is also possessing the spirit of a samurai, like this great warrior. And uh, the way they defeat them is uh, Bishamon goes into one-on-one combat with Donovan 
and he there was like a bunch of like bystanders like standing at the edge of a cliff and Bishamon like cleaves the edge of the cliff so they start falling and Donovan puts his giant sword down to hook onto the cliff to save them and Bishamon just starts throwing his katana at him over and over like spearing him and he won't let go and he basically goes into like a cannot compute robot overload computer overload state and he's like i don't understand why you're sacrificing yourself for these people because mm-hmm. i am i am pure evil and i cannot comprehend <laughs> uh uh altruistic good sacrificing yourself and he you know implo- anime yeah and then yeah. he implodes and yeah. that's how donovan beats the the zombie armor i uh, you know the good plan ultimately <laughs> i suppose um that's kind of like a, a side plot that happens. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly had completely forgotten about this bit that shows you just how important it was to the whole story. I understand yeah. at some point here we learn that um, Anita heals or at, least, or at least is a part of a healing process to bring Donovan back, which you have yes. to wonder if, if Donovan's strategy for the most part up to this point has seemingly involved getting stabbed a lot. Um, how has he managed so far without a healer? That's a great question. <laughs> he loses like 90% of his blood multiple times through the course of this OVA, uh, right. which is impressive. But yeah, uh, um, his 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 unconscious body is stumbled upon by Meiling and Hassan Ko, and they beg Anita to, to help, and she reluctantly helps, even though she shows no emotion. Right. No emotion behind the eyes. No emotion. Completely um, shut off to that part of the world. Uh, but yeah, she she uh, taps into some latent healing ability. Yes. And and does does bring him back. They uh, then... Uh, okay, so we got to briefly talk about... So so we've established that the, the robots, the Hootzils, uh, are... They, they, have a, they, have a, they have a base of operations in a Mayan temple. <laughs> um... And they also might be controlled by this fire Fire demon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fire alien. Oh, excuse me. Because he comes from space. Yes. He, wait, wait, Uh, well, 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 if we're going to talk about how he comes from space, I'm just going to go ahead and say this line that he says near the end of the, of the miniseries. I was born in space and eventually I became a being of psychic energy ambition. So that's all you need to know. That sums it up, you know? Yeah. That that, that explains everything. Uh, That's his whole motivation. Oh, my God. Yeah, this guy, this is like the big bad. I understand to be the final boss of Darkstalkers 2, the Night Warriors, or Night Mm -hmm. Warriors 2, the Darkstalkers, whatever. Revenge revenge of the Night Warriors stalking the night. Right. Dark. Um, So this, this OVA is like, here he is. This is the guy. This is the the common enemy that will band you all together, you Avengers of anime fighting yes. games. You, uh-huh. uh huh. And yeah, there seems to be some revelation that he's been controlling the Hootsels. Um, Hootsels. Uh, he. Oh man, he's just a big dude made of fire. He's not all that interesting. He he <laughs> comes to Earth and he wants to kick ass because he wants to rule the universe. Yeah, and he first appears the first time they show him, he is like the size of the planet and he's just kind of striding 
the side of the globe. He's like Galactus, and it's like, okay, if you want to beat be sure, the, man. the baddest motherfucker, like, why shrink down to the size of a person? You could just the principle of the thing, Dylan. I suppose. I, what what's he got to prove if he can't beat people in hand to hand combat on the planet itself? I I guess it's. It's dumb. But yeah, it makes it seem like he (laughs) controls or owns the robots. But later on, it makes it look like the robots have an alternative master and serve a different purpose. It's very confusing. But the Hootzils whole... And every time I say their name, it feels like I'm saying it wrong. But their whole... very sorry for anyone who knows how this is pronounced, the the, the Hootzils. The the Hootzils and the Blowfish. Uh... (laughs) Their their whole thing is that they basically they cause Armageddon, right? Like whenever the like dominant life form on the planet gets too advanced, they come out and just kind of w- wipe the slate clean. Right. That's their they, whole thing. They seem to be programmed to uh, stop people from fighting. As soon as massive conflict happens, they need to appear and prevent massive conflict from happening. By causing massive conflict, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's it's it makes total sense. Uh huh. Makes sense to me. It makes sense to Pyron, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that guy's deal. That's that guy's deal. Uh. Speaking of of nonsense scenes, um. We we get treated to a bit of Felicia's story, um. Which involves a werewolf character that hasn't appeared before this point. Yes. Uh, uh, his name, uh, just for clarification, is John Talbane. John Talbane. That's a good name for a werewolf. Um, yeah. He uh, is being attacked by a bunch of humans and then summons a, f- a flaming wolf head out of nowhere and just like incinerates all of them. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Where's that in uh, werewolf lore? Yeah, honestly. Um, you can kind of tell at some points during this OVA like what moves are like their supers and what moves are just like regular old fighting moves. Uh, that seemed like a super. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, Felicia has some kind of story and it it all seems to be like bad things happening to her uh, attacked by the robots escapes the robots with the help of some kind of doctor um, captured by humans and this entire time all of her dialogue is like and this is why I love humans because they captured me and threw me in jail they and then, always like, the deserve like, a second chance yeah and then like the doctor like put a flower through her jail cell which i don't know what that was supposed to be or do but i think I, well i think that was supposed to indicate that there was going to be a jailbreak happening because okay. like in an earlier scene when she woke up in the hospital the doctor was like the children of the town have been bringing you flowers every day while you've been unconscious uh okay gotcha yeah. they love your performances because again she's like a Traveling, like a traveling performer. circus performer. The kids are definitely going for the circus performance, and not yes. the fact that she wears like uh, band aids on her titties, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> An all ages performance tonight. Welcome, Felicia the Catwoman. Yeah. Meow. Um, wow. Uh, so yeah, like the flowers get dropped through her jail cell bars, and she's like, "This is why I love humans because they're always dropping flowers between my jail cell bars." <laughs> is that a euphemism um, for something? I I don't know. <laughs> uh, they... Yeah, it's a euphemism for dropping flowers between jail cell bars, Dylan. Obviously, um, yeah. 
So she keeps going back and forth between fighting robots, fighting humans, fighting robots. And the humans... So at this point, shit's really gone bad because Pyron has showed up. He has giant flying ships in the shape of right like a uh, medieval uh, depiction of a manuscript sun. suns yep yes they have a face on them and they have this giant like star shape and they like fly around the cities and they like bomb the cities and can do all this crazy shit so the military of whatever township village city city state whatever the fuck because we have no concept of geography in this show uh no concept of setting whatsoever they are going to bring out a bunch of rail mounted cannons uh to demolish these ships and also they have uh like basically uh container cars full of explosives it's yes. just a giant it's like if you took c4 or it's, if it's like if you took a a a, a cargo train car and just made it a giant brick of c4 like that's that's basically their plan it's like we're gonna we're gonna throw this thing down the train tracks and we're gonna light the fuse it's gonna really wreck their shit the humans consistently proving they are the best at plans yes uh, throughout the series uh none of them ever differing from lighting a vehicle on fire and throwing it at something but by god does it get mm-hmm. results? <laughs> and part of the reason why Pyron is doing this is because the robots are like doing all these calculations. They're doing the math. They're running the numbers. They're doing the odds. And they're like, Pyron, you have a chance. You have a significant chance of failure if you go up against all the dark stalkers at once. And, mm-hmm. and Pyron is like, never tell me the odds. And he's like, I'm going to collect all of the dark stalkers together at the same time and prove you wrong, you stupid robot. Uh, which is A, cocky, of he- cocky as hell. B, doesn't Glorious. actually have doesn't actually happen in the movie <laughs> but uh, yeah also that um, they like build it like... up to like you said this big <laughs> avengers type team up showdown does not happen in the movie <laughs> no um at by the end of this like felicia is nowhere to be seen nope uh the werewolf like, isn't i i need to stress that like at the opening beginning of the like the fourth part of this the fourth episode uh, we finally get to see like three characters that were depicted heavily in the intro that otherwise have no stake in any of this, no part of any of this. There's like a mummy, a Frankenstein's monster, and a Yeti. And they like basically get their own little 30 second scene where they have a fight and lose to Pyron. Yes. And they, they, they all get demolished. Uh, the creature of the Black Lagoon also in the oh, yes. yeah. scene. Who had a fight uh, with the samurai armor in the opening that yes. I was looking forward to? That never happened. I think I think uh, he just straight up gets dissolved by Pyron. I think he just like yeah. encloses him in a sphere of flame and just like pssst. evaporates. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like that's cool, Pyron. You sure did your your job there. Yeah, and acted your plan to great success. Uh, um, yeah. So so Pyron's big plan is to do this. The first person outside of those four um, in the montage, the first like actual person to like have a full-on fight with him is Dimitri because Pyron shows up it, outside Dimitri's castle and Dimitri engages in a fight with him and just gets his ass beat <laughs> just immediately. 
I, I remember this too clearly to, to not bring it up. What was with his butler being like, oh no, we have such a rude guest. It would be a shame to stoop down to his level. And then like very casually tipping over a table. <laughs> do you remember this? I remember was- him. I don't remember the table, but I do remember him basically being like, yo, shit's fucked. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> like, like that happens right after. But I, 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 I was in such disbelief. I was like, what is the point of this? His butler's like, I, I, you know, like what, what heathens, how rude or something. And then just like after finishing pouring like a cup of tea, like you see him, it's not like any other act that does it. He like pushes his hand on the table and just very gently, but deliberately pushes this table with a teacup on it on down and teacup shatters. And it's like, what? Maybe maybe he has really bad OCD and he's like cleaning the whole castle like three times already and he like desperately needs something to clean, so he's just causing a mess purposefully so he can I guess do something. That's the best excuse yet. I'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> I just Anyway, but, they have a fight. <laughs> yes, they have a fight. Dimitri loses. He gets smacked into the side the 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 cliff that holds up his castle. He just like Pyron smacks him down. He just flies into it. Uh, the, the whole castle, which has been teetering on, you know, this this stalag, uh, might, uh, or, or stalactite rather. Oh yes, it's like yes, vertical, tight, vertical tight, point yes. down. They hold tight huh. to the ceiling. I messed that up. That's right. Um, they grow mightily from the floor. I, I mean, it is confusing because it's not holding on to anything up top. It's just it's stalactite shaped, but point stuck yes. into the ground. Right. Uh, Somehow this hasn't happened before, but after this fight, it like teeters over and yes. it collapses into the city, which, uh, you know, we don't get any scenes of that aftermath because why bother? doesn't yeah. matter that it just created a cataclysm the scale of like three nine 11s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, what, what matters is we get a love scene. Between Where were you more- the day the Maximoff castle fell? <laughs> what matters is we get a a touching scene between Morrigan and Dimitri where it, you know, they're in love now. Um, yeah, she's like, you know, I'd never think I'd fall in love with a loser. And it's like, thanks, I guess. And and Dimitri's like, I will rule the world, <laughs> <laughs> crawling in my skin. <laughs> it's um, it's very touching and very out of nowhere, and that's literally the last we see of those two. So we can just move on. Uh, oh, we did forget to mention there is, of course, a scene of Morgan bathing in a river because you can't have an OVA without copious nudity. Yeah. Uh, that no happens nipples. at one no point. No nipples, though. Just no nipples just... were shown. All skin. Uh, yeah, but uh, that does happen. Uh, I don't believe there anything of substance came from that scene, which is perfect. That's exactly what you want with your scenes that have nudity. Just, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. cool. It was fine. They they did it. They said, look, Morgan's boobs. <laughs> something that can be yeah. <laughs> something that can be easily edited out if it needs, if you need to release it on television, have it be that's a fair point. appropriate yeah yeah uh it was a stipulation of viz media um <laughs> uh all right well we we have to talk about <laughs> the spaceships that show up in the oh, middle yeah. of this final fight for and no the, reason and the guy in them who is definitely not dr robotnik <laughs> yeah just heavily inspired by 
Dr. Robotnik. This... I, I, in fairness, he doesn't have the body shape. He no. he's 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 Dr. Wiley wearing a Dr. Robotnik outfit. Yes, with a uh, red I, I think it's suit. a good way to put it. <laughs> what uh, what's a, what is, are these who are these guys? What's their the, deal? The robots fine. Okay, ancient civilization yeah. made. They look ancient civilization-y enough. I, cool. I can I can spend my disbelief there. Uh, nothing else in this story has prepared me for these spaceships that look way out of like Gundam. Yes, it's it's okay, fine. Well, they're again well, like these starburst style spaceships, but they're like very sleek and like there's like a big ocular center that's like the right. the compartment that the you know the cockpit for the scientists they shoot to lasers. What what? Yeah. what <laughs> and they're like we we prove through science that god exists and that the light is good and we must defeat all of the dark it's what why they're, they're like we're what? gonna use these spaceships to defeat the dark stalkers and save humanity and what? it's why? just so much man like we've already got pyron we've got our thanos we don't yeah. need whatever the hell this is too it doesn't especially for how last minute it comes in and how utterly inconsequential it is (laughs) this guy gets to sit at a ship and wax poetic about the nature of good versus evil for like five whole minutes and then later he dies yes having accomplished nothing yes he dies because the big other ship the pyron ship the sun the ones that look like medieval manuscript suns yeah it just like shoots a giant laser beam and destroys them and they're like god why have you abandoned us it's like what who are you what is your purpose why are you here were you in the game can i play as dr wiley and i don't think you can play as dr wiley robotnik in the games it's what was his deal (laughs) it's bad this this was capcom being like uh like look what capcom do that said don't there's <laughs> something I that sorry you could edit that out. <laughs> it's it's dumb. It's, it's very so dumb. dumb. All uh, right, so so final confrontation. Who we got? There's an Who arena somewhere. It looks yes, like the, the Greek Colosseum. Yes, it looks just like the Roman Colosseum. Uh, Roman Colosseum, sure. It's uh on on in in one corner we have Donovan, Anita, uh, Mailing, and uh, Hussein Co. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, we have uh, Pyron. Uh, uh, also, at this point, the Hootzils uh, have turned on Pyron. They have determined that Pyron is the biggest threat yes. to the planet because the you know the robots are uh, very environmentalist, right. and they have determined that he needs to be defeated. So Pyron just immediately goes around and destroys all the robots that are in the vicinity. There's also a giant one of them. That stops uh, which you missed, like emerging from the giant, uh, from like the Mayan temples being yes. built and all. Yes, uh, the ziggurat just like kind of floats apart, and this giant mech comes out and gets assembled. Yeah, in you know, I, I like a good anime mech assembling scene. It, it does deliver, uh, <laughs> and and then, <laughs> but this mech basically fights Pyron for two minutes and gets its ass handed to it. It's yeah, he wonderful. gets flown up into space. Like Superman style, he like grabs the mech and flies yeah, it, it up. Literally in space. like Iron Giant style, yeah. yeah. Um, and then crashes him back down to Earth, where uh, um, the big Weetzel has a moment to wax poetic about the nature 
of its purpose in life and in yeah. human conflict and, and the eternal struggle. Everyone, um, everyone gets a monologue. You get a monologue. You get a monologue. Yeah. You get a monologue. Um, <laughs> then it's anime, Don- baby. <laughs> then Donovan gets his chance to go up against right. Pyron. And, and and we mentioned like it's Pyron in one corner and Anavon, uh, uh, Donovan, Anita. Uh, uh, the two sisters, Shinko, Mailing in like one corner. It's really just Donovan and like the yes. other three in the bleachers go and like cheering <laughs> for him. Yeah, <laughs> um, Donovan, no, Donovan gets stabbed thirteen times in the chest. Uh, yes, at once. Um, he, he, loses he, so much blood. His favorite pastime: bleeding right. out. Uh, we get a flashback of Donovan sitting on swords, losing blood. Uh, so I think this, this is kind of cool because this is very much a Buddhist monk kind of thing. Like, there's definitely traditions yeah. of monks like in monasteries being held aloft just by uh spear points as like mm-hmm. proof of their willpower and meditation right um so that was that, that was i was like okay there's like a little bit you did some research here uh sure. capcom but, uh and, and he's like talking about how he's going to kill humanity well, um, he wants to he has to keep the dark demon blood in his veins at bay because he wants to kill humanity and he apparently has like a mentor figure who is like this elderly right. guru monk that we've never seen before. So great to get that introduced in the last five minutes of the show. Of course. And this he, this this monk I I want to mention like has sort of monstery figures on him. Hmm. And so do like the kids the monk is hanging out with. So it's like clear that he's from some kind of village of of lepers or, or something yes. similar who have had similar monster blood transfusions but but he's come out the most unscathed he literally only has like one pupil that's wrong occasionally like we, <laughs> we call him wrong pupil so we cast him out and, and he's the one who's currently sitting on, sur- on swords like i'm the most tormented <laughs> and it's you just no like you look what like it's like <laughs> you like you look like a normal dude man like you just got like just Billy Fuckarm over here has the most <laughs> fucked up arm I've ever seen. It's got scales and spikes his, and shit. His arm looks like it's a, a Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're here like complaining about your pupil. <laughs> uh and so I was disassociated at this point. I don't know what the monk <laughs> mentor guy says. He says something. He's, he's in, like, you insightful. have to learn to love both halves of yourself, basically. That, sure. That's what he says. Um, and, and then he does the JoJo's pose, and he's wearing the big monk beads. Right. And they float off of him and fly over to to Donovan and right. wrap themselves that's, around him. That's how Donovan gets his beads. Um which uh like uh basically during this flashback that we guess Donovan's having while he's bleeding out in the bleachers um or yeah it, it, it gets like knocked to the bleachers with this move that stabs him 13 times in the chest yeah um and it particularly graphic and and I I will say like visually satisfying way they didn't hold any punches with the fact that literally like a bunch of flaming spears basically i mean uh, when people get like through him cut in half like it's like it doesn't look away from that like there's yeah. just <laughs> random fodder villagers that just get fucking eviscerated There's a lot of violence right. in this it's it gets pretty wild it's um, the dark stalkers baby right uh anita has her pikachu crying over ash being turned stone <laughs> moment uh-huh. um, yeah and but like it's it's a little more visually impressive um not not to say that Pikachu crying over Ash's stone body isn't. 
Uh, but Look like all those tears collecting together. It's yeah, like that's beautiful. That's beautiful and magic. All, but 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 Anita crying out here full on causes all of his blood to form a glowing blood tornado, of which Donovan flies out of in like a spirit avatar form. Jojo posing, surfing on his giant sword. <laughs> like the fucking silver surfer, he flies in the space. Through the chest of Pyron in a moment that I had to admit was kind of hype. <laughs> like and left then, a big gaping hole through this flame demon, which apparently was enough to kill him outright. <laughs> and Pyron's like, I don't understand. I have the whole knowledge of the universe. And Donovan says something like, you understand the universe, but you don't know the universe and then pyron's like oh and it blows up it's beautiful man bring a tear to your eye <laughs> he, like collapses on himself he's trying to like black hole singularities yes. into into the gaping chest wound it's it's beautiful um and then donovan's lost in space forever and there's like a satellite that yep. uh talks to the robots and says something really really cryptic about the nature again the nature of humanity and the eternal struggle well uh, okay well Don, let, let's <laughs> clarify that that was a joke donovan is not stuck in space he descends back down to the sure to the mortals uh <laughs> but yeah we have to be accurate okay like the yeah. accuracy is key here but, Accuracy but, but is key. i'm trying to stress that we, we get this shot of the satellite like right after pyron explodes or, or implodes and and that's it real yeah. credits well the the robot is like like uh you know maybe humans are not bad for the earth maybe we need to find a new target recalculating and it's like what what bro wait, you just watched one buddhist monk blow up one flame demon but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you understand everything. But the thing about it is like if the if the robot's whole purpose, if their whole programming is to like protect the earth from devastation. Uh and to unite all peoples within the nations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To kill them. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> if 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 it's like if if the robots have like this environmentalist slant, right? Where it's like humans are like uh destroying the world, so we have to like cull humans. And then they determine that that's actually not the case. Wouldn't the logical thing be like, okay, then we don't need to do anything. Like, shut, turn your brain off like we're done. But they're like, no, we need someone to kill. So we got to find somebody else. <laughs> There's got to like, be a reason what? to put this robot in a fighting game, Dylan. <laughs> I suppose. Which there is. Actually, the one time I played it, I played as that robot. Because I was like, ooh, Dogu. I like Dogus. They're cool. I mean, it's a cool looking robot. Yeah, it's a cool robot. Cool robot. Wow, cool robot. <laughs> this is like the one anime where you can say that and, and it's yeah. it's legit. And there's, like that's, yeah, that's and there's no and, bullet and then, like, the, that the goes shot over goes straight into your brain. <laughs> <laughs> the bullet also says wow cool robot when it hits you. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it. That's Darkstalkers. That man, I uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Is there it, <laughs> go ahead. I, I think anime does one thing better than any other medium, and, and that is hype. Like, a character starts, like, getting a dramatic flashback, uh, like, cool music starting to blare, the frame count starts climbing. Uh, this this OVA hits some of those highs. And I can see, if you are a fan of the series, you enjoying this. Uh, and, and I guess it sells itself fine on 
the amount of bullshit that is to be expected from both anime and anime fighting games. But what the hell? I mean, how much can one man take? <laughs> yeah, like when you see twenty of these, they just kind of wash over you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, trying I to find my notes here. Now. <laughs> Uh, trying to f- look at my notes, see- seeing if we see if we missed anything uh, important. Um, okay, the only thing we missed that I need to bring up, okay, is that when the the demon lords are watching in their hot air balloons the fight in the first episode, one of them goes Bilzebub's bollocks. Oh, right. And I, I really like that. Yeah. I remember it, you mentioning that specifically. <laughs> anyways, Saturday Night Slam Masters, known in Japan as Mu- Muscle Bomber, colon, The Body Explosion, Fuck. is a 1993 pro wrestling arcade game released for the CP system by Capcom. The game features character designs by manga art- artist Tetsuo Hara, famous for Fist of the North Star. Real wow. game. Look it up. I, Educate Dylan's yourself. been waiting the whole podcast to to yell Educate that at me. Educate yourself. <laughs> character selection Saturday Night Slam Masters. From left to right, the character selection row: Jumbo Flapjack, Biff Slamkovich, Gunlock, The Great Oni, Titanic oh Tim, God. L Stingray, Mike, <laughs> Mike Macho Hagar. Alexander the Greater, King Rastaman, and the Scorpion. Okay. It's really cool that they got to, you know, license the Scorpion for Marvel. It's, it's impressive. That, um, well, you know, you, you sure did got me. Yeah. Well, Alex, that's another fighting game anime in the books. How are you feeling? I feel... Nothing. Feel nothing? Grace. Then feel you won't void. care. <laughs> <laughs> you won't care if I tell you that we're going to watch something. You won't care what I tell you that we're going to watch next, do you? I, I guess not. What, what do we got? Well, we got something that you said that you wanted to see with us. <gasps> uh, so I, I pushed it up in the queue. Uh, next time, we're going to be watching... Oh, God. How do you pronounce this? Galerians? Galarians. Galarians. Oh, man. I'm actually excited. I have no idea what this is. I, well, okay. I was playing it and making a whole Twitter thread on my process through it until I stopped about a halfway through. Uh, Great. High praise. I I, I do actually kind of want to get back to it. Just ADHD brain went. Nope. Something else right now. Um, But uh, you did respond to one of those tweets. Oh, no. So you know something about it. Uh, first maybe mistake. I don't know. Um, it's an old PS One adventure game. Uh, back when PS One adventure game meant Resident Evil fan game. Uh, <laughs> down down to the fact that uh, the main character is named Rion, as wow. opposed to Leon. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rion Benedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was really enjoying it. Um, just as like a quirky you know, mid nineties PS one tank control adventure game. Uh, it, it had 
a lot of fun things going for it. And the story's super wacky. And I was super curious when I saw it had a movie. So, yeah, let's let's go. Let's let's watch Galarians. Well, <laughs> join us next time when we watch Galarians colon Rion. <laughs> <laughs>